Hello, friends. Have you noticed how much podcasts have grown in popularity over the past few years? We definitely have, and it's insane. We have an opportunity for your business to take advantage of the exponential growth of our podcast by advertising with us. We've been riding the podcast growth wave for a few years now, and we want you to take advantage of this too. We have unbeatable pricing and advertising packages, and we work with you on an individual basis to produce the most effective ad possible for our audience. If you would like to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. Welcome back to Beyond Classified. I'm Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Ole Demigard. He is an author, international speaker, former journalist, musician, artist, an investigator of global conspiracies, and winner of the Prague Peace Prize. Ole, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. Thank you for inviting me back on your show. Yes, man. It's good to see you again. Last time you were on, which was way back in, I think, 2017 or 2018, which is way too long, uh, we discussed some of the clandestine groups that are always behind these large-scale psychological operations, assassinations, and now, of course, the state of our current global crisis. Uh, since you've been on, they've made their moves towards uh, this infamous new world order that people like yourself have been warning us about for years. Uh, so we've got a lot to cover, like we were just talking about. We'll see how much we can fit into 90 minutes. But it's been a while since you have been on. For the audience that may not be familiar, could you tell us briefly a little bit about your background before we get into this? A little bit about my background. I was born uh, many years ago into a family that I had no idea was living a double life. Uh, it now turns out that my parents were secret assets for NATO, uh, being part of building up what is called the Stay Behind Network in Denmark after the Second World War and onwards. And so it's only recently, just uh, three, four years ago, way after, years after they both died, that I started unraveling uh, my my whole life that has been built on lies that I had no idea about. But uh, I believe that maybe I got it in my sort of DNA coming down to this earth, uh, being trained from a very early age to, to feel lies, to feel things that didn't match up, to, to get a, a sense of when I'm being lied to, when I'm not, when I'm being manipulated, when I'm not. Uh, also really giving me a passion for truth. I love truth because then I can relax. You know, if I if I just know I can relax, then, then I can see, it. oh, it's awful, oh, it's good, it's whatever, but I can relax. There's no doubt. <clears throat> but uh, so I think uh, without knowing it, I went through boot camp. I was being prepared on a spiritual level for this journey. And to come down to, uh, to this world that I found absolutely mad and really confusing. I, I have not been able to understand evil, what that is all about. And this whole thing about power is also like a major mystery to me. I don't get it. But anyway, I was lucky enough to uh, be born in a family that was very out of balance and where there was... Uh, 
some very dominant forces like my father and my my brother as well that was really trying to shut me down so yet again from an early age i was i got used to resistance i got used to being um uh, exposed to when i was standing my in my truth they wanted to bash me down they wanted to destroy me and so on and i've always come from a point of peace in my heart in my intention I just want peace for everyone, you know. I really just want a paradise for all of us and every living thing. I mean, call that new age wheel wheel or being sort of like a, I don't know. That is just what I want and that is my aim. I want to restore balance in the world. And so how to do that? Because if you haven't noticed, there's quite a lot of things that is out of balance at the moment and it's just been accelerating. So, but has it, has it, that's the question, because I think what is going on, it is just that we see it more and more concentrated because the power behind the scenes have always, as far as long as I've been around, been there. The, the, the forces, the individuals have been there pulling the strings. It's just that I haven't seen it. I've, I haven't even felt it. I haven't understood that I've been manipulated with. And so <clears throat> over the years, uh, I, I started as a journalist and then uh, I got down this road of trying to figure out what the hell is going on because things doesn't match up. And so as a journalist, one of the things I learned was to ask questions, not just talk, but listen to what people were saying and also what people are not saying. It's often in the silence. It's between the lines where the real truth is hiding. So you have to become aware of what is being avoided, what is being uh, presented in a very nice package, you know, with beautiful paper and shiny stuff on it. Is that really the truth or is there something behind? Right. So I think this... Uh, bullshit detector that I was born with or, or that I fine-tuned without knowing it has been extremely helpful. And for some reason, I also think that this is what makes me quite unique because I don't know anyone else who had this feeling or sense to connect dots and see the bigger picture. So this has also, I must say, come from my whole life devoting myself and putting myself on the line, trying to figure out what is going on, not just by liking stuff on Facebook, but going on location, uh, standing up against incredible forces, having death threats, having people murdered around me. We had to move country twice because of this. Uh, my daughter has been living in a constant, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't want to say fear, but sort of the reality of when I go on tour, I might not come back. That has sort of been the reality. And, and I know it's, it's, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. This is a, a path that I've chosen. And uh, I feel very blessed also to have been pushed through this uh, situation. Not that I enjoyed many of them, that is for sure. But I've come to a point where, uh, especially if there was a, like a series of, uh, of occasions where I really thought that I was dying, but at these points, when I thought this is it, that also made me make peace with life. And I also sorted everything out so that all my relationships, all my, uh, I have nothing unsaid. I have nothing sort of that needs to be sorted. Everything is always uh, as, as far as I can do or be aware of that everything is okay. Should I die in two minutes? 
I would be at peace. I would be very grateful for this journey. I would be very grateful and proud of myself for what I've done. But it would be like sorted. And uh, so the, the, there is a thing that comes with when you are in the line of fire and you really think that this is it. Either I think you freak out and you become an absolute wreck or you reconcile with the situation and the... Uh, just understanding that that your body is mortal and that you might have stepped over the line and pushed it too far because I live in a minefield. And so, but to, there's this peaceful feeling that comes after that, uh, that um, decision. It's almost like a decision, an inner decision that it's okay if I die. I die for something that I believe is beautiful and pure and the way it should be. So should this body die, there's nothing, you know, it's fine. And I just hope that if somebody takes me out, that I would be able to, in a selfish way, uh, not blame that individual because it's just business as usual. I know that from their point of view, I am the enemy to their uh, goals, but that I would be able to leave without hatred, without uh, despair or anger or these type of things that could mess it up both for myself and for the other person that is uh, the one taking me out. At the same time, I think this person will, I hope that person will come to the realization, maybe while doing this, that something is not right, this was not right to do, and that that would sort of crack the inner shell in that individual so that they cannot no longer continue uh, on their journey of doing what I see as very dark stuff. So, so over the years, I have become, I've spent many years, Chris, uh, many, many years doing this. And uh, one of the things that I've learned is to, I've learned the modus operandum of the people on the street level, how they carry out these operations. And one of the things that... Uh, that has become absolutely magical to me is that I was contacted in the fall of 2014, I think it was, by an insider, one of the people that were part of carrying out these operations, because we're not in a world filled with terrorists, I tell you that. I thought we were. I have found out something totally different. We are at a, in a world where the enemy is from within. It is the enemy is on the inside of the governments, of corporations, of the things that are being presented as something good and beautiful to us, they are behind there. They're not out there. They're not named Abdul Karim Karunkara or, you know, ISIS here or Al-Qaeda there. That's just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I should be a super expert on these Muslim terrorist fractions or whatever. I know zero about them. You take me to NATO and their secret operations, I am a rain man, I tell you that. Mm. So anyway, over the years, uh, when, when this insider contacted me, one of the things that he told me that was so valuable was that he said, I followed you for years, you're doing great, but you miss out on the hidden clues. I was like, what do you mean? What are hidden clues? And he said, please understand that for their own selfish reasons, they hide uh, clues in, out in the open, very visible, sometimes uh, hard to find, but still right in front of us. What the reason why they're showing us these clues about upcoming attacks is because if they show us 
and we do not react, then indirectly we consent to what they're doing. And then the bad karma is on, comes on our shoulders, not theirs. So it's the law of karma that freaks them out because they're up to so much that is not good in the universe. So once I understood that that is actually true, that they do this thing, I had no idea. Had it not been for this conversation with this guy, I had never, never noticed it. But because of him, I started seeing, oh my God, that is actually true. And so the first uh, one that I went out on, on uh, international radio and pinpointed and said, it's going to happen there, it's going to happen there, was in uh, a mass shooting in Copenhagen, Denmark. And that was in February of 2015. And since then, uh, I have uh, publicly on international radio uh, predicted or connected 64 of these uh, alleged terror attacks or alleged mass shootings mm -hmm. uh, up to two months before they actually happened. So my my last name has actually become a verb, hashtag Damagard or hashtag Damagard, is to find these clues and then expose them before they go down because that's the whole that is such a blessing in disguise because if we can find them if the clues are actually there saying we're going to do that next then it's just up to us to find it and get people on location pack it with people with cameras and stuff that are just standing there waiting because when these individuals then come they can only work in the shadows in the dark you know uh, that's where they can do the, the manipulation with our minds and creating all of these illusions of terror and violence. I mean, it's like a marketing agency rolling theater act where the product is fear. It's fear that they want to create. But if we're there with cameras just saying, listen, we see you. We see you. Bring it on. We see, we see you. You are on camera while you're trying to do this. It's like pulling down their pants and say, okay, really? And then we indirectly can stop it. And I tell you, their timeline is very tight because many times, you know, it can be like an alleged terror attack in Stockholm uh, can be needed to get the global approval of, for instance, bombing Syria. And the bombing of Syria is, is necessary for pipelines from, from uh, Kazakhstan to be all of these things, you know. So if we mess one of them up, it can take them months to regroup, you know, to uh, get back. And I have this from uh, CIA whistleblowers and stuff. So I say, okay, if that's the case, let's keep messing it up for them. Just mess it up, mess it up, mess it up. And so that is what I'm trying to do. And also... Uh, really uh, expose the big top political assassinations like JFK, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, especially trying to heal these uh, these wounds, these poor family that has been so tormented by things that have happened to their relatives just because these individuals were beautiful individuals that just said, oh, we're not taking this, this is not right, I'm going to stand up, even if I know that this can cost me the ultimate price. So yeah. I think these individuals should be applauded, and this is uh, why I do what I do. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, and I'm so glad you are. You've brought so much truth out into the open. And you mentioned that them, those, they in control of these events and that try to steer humanity in different directions. They've been around for a long time. They've been doing this forever. But uh, I think they've been making a lot of mistakes 
lately. I think that the, their their tactics are starting to fall apart, and a lot of people are awakening and starting to see this. Uh, so back in 2016, 2017, we started to see some action where they were censoring a lot of uh, conspiracy talk and things that were a threat to their authority. And then, of course, 2019, we get the whole COVID op that starts to unfold. Um, how long into this this COVID thing did you realize that this was going to turn into something really big? Well, Chris, I tell you, I believe that I was part of stopping 50% of what was planned for the world, which would have turned this place into absolute hell, uh, not knowing that what I was doing. But uh, if you if you got time, I can tell you the whole story because I believe it's a very important story. But it's uh, what the world has experienced is a pink and fluffy version of what was planned for it. That I, I tell you that. Um, would you be interested? Yeah, let's hear it. It's long, though. Well, we, we still got almost 90 minutes, so we'll, we'll go as long as we can. Okay, so please bear with me. There's going to be a lot where it's like, uh, you know, you think, what the hell has this got to do with COVID or whatever? I'm going to come mm. to that. Okay, so I was um, in, in 2018, 2019, the first part of 2000, I felt my God, we got them. We, we have got them. We're fine. They're falling apart. This, this dark empire is just crashing all over the place. I thought it's just a matter of weeks before this is, they're just going to say, fuck this, we're out. You know, we've done our best and we couldn't uh, control you. Let's just take off or whatever, bury ourselves. So I thought that we were so, so close. I could feel it. You know, I could smell that. Oh, my God, finally, peace on earth, bugger off. Uh, leave us alone and just let humanity get back in, in this beautiful balance we're supposed to be in. So then I was on a tour in Sweden. Uh, it was in October of 2019. This was months before anyone had heard about Corona. I, had, I just thought it was a beer. I had no idea about this whole thing. And so <clears throat> one of the things I was doing in Sweden was exposing an alleged uh, truck attack in Stockholm 2017. It was a truck that is said to have gone down a pedestrian street, killing five and then uh, slamming straight into a mall, uh, which was on broad daylight Friday afternoon. I mean, I, even I thought that it was a real thing to start with. Then I looked into it because it's really sophisticated and I found it's the usual suspects. It's exactly the same story again. Unbelievable when you look at how they can pull it off, you know. <clears throat> and what I'm talking about is like a global mobile unit that is traveling around in the world, just like a rock band on tour, carrying out these operations from NATO country to NATO country, being transported in big C-130 uh, planes, uh, into NATO bases or American Air Force bases, uh, landing after dark and then being transported in buses on location, local buses, uh, two locations where they have a drill one day. And then that could be also in a location nearby, but where the drill is, where they rehearse everything, where they take uh, all of the high quality photos that are there to be then spread in global media saying this has just happened. No, it did. It's not true. It happened the day before during rehearsal. Also, the 
what I call the catwalk of death. Uh, the, there's always this big blurred video of somebody that is walking around uh, among the victims. So blurry, you can't see any faces, any details, but like just walking around and you got civilians taking care of people lying around right, left and center. These are part of the rehearsal. Uh, it's also during this, these drills that a lot of the so-called live footage is taken. This is why you, you never have to fear an alleged terror attack on a rainy day because they always need blue sky in the background so that more than one day in Iran, so that they will be able to mix the footage that they have from the drill with the same type of sky as when the, the terror attack happens. So a rainy day, you're safe. Don't worry about it, uh, you know. Or cloud, it has to be the same amount of clouds more than one day in a row. That's when they hit it. So they can, because they control the live stream that goes out. So it's like live from Montreal. No, not at all. Some of it is live. Some of it is from the drill. And then they mix it. They blend it in the, in the studio, which are owned by them. I tell you, not more than 96% of all media in the US and globally also, it's like owned by giants, giants, just a handful of giants that control the outflow of information. So anyway, um, one of the key people that I had never heard about in this operation in Stockholm was a man by the name of Ola Slettenmark. He was a speaker uh, some months later into, in the fall of 2017, two years before, uh, at a security conference in Shista outside Stockholm, where he was speaking to people, I think, in the intelligence community. I mean, I'm sure people from Mossad, CIA, MI6, these type, also cyber security, IT security, all kind of, they have all of these uh, fancy names, but actually when you look into it, it's the intelligence community that is connected on a global scale. Anyway, so he was, uh, he was doing like a TED talk. <clears throat> this was being filmed, and I do not think that it was meant for our eyes on the outside. I think this was being filmed for them on the inside, but somebody leaked it out. And anyway, <clears throat> so he was the head of security uh, for the coordinating force in Stockholm, where he his task was to coordinate should anything happen, like an earthquake or a massive fire, train accident, whatever, then he would coordinate like the ambulance, the fire brigade, the police, the military, the government, the secret police, uh, the authorities, all of that should something go down. Ola Slettenmark is his name. And so he was doing a talk and a presentation called The Drill That Became Reality. And the drill is always there when there are false flags. That's the rehearsal. The drill is there, but that's uh, for our protection. So it's like, we need to do this uh, security drill for you. So you bugger off, leave us alone. Uh, go somewhere where you cannot see what we are up to. We will have this drill. And then by magic, the next day, boom, we have a terror attack. So anyway, so in this presentation, he walks around and then suddenly he says that one minute before the attack happened, he raised the terror threat level to maximum and activated all of these different uh, units one minute before. How the hell, Chris, is that possible if you're not involved? How is that? It is not. It's like one minute before Kennedy was shot, the police started chasing the shooter. I mean, 
you can't make this shit up, but that is what he's saying. And so I was like, what the hell is that? So I started tracking this guy down that I'd never heard of before. And it turned out that he was just not, or he is not just anyone in this. Uh, he was the opening speaker of the biggest uh, 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 security drill in Europe. It was called Unified Response 2015, I think, in London. I mean, opening speaker, that means that you are someone in that, uh, in that uh, whole area. And uh, I also started seeing that he was, uh, uh, you know, invited to many places. He went many places close to where these attacks happened. Like he was uh, invited to the Swedish embassy in Toronto, right when the Toronto van attack happened. He was in Barcelona, right when the alleged van attack happened there. He was like there, he was like, and I was like, what the hell is up with this guy? So I started uh, tracking him down. And uh, with the help of some friends, we managed to find his Twitter account. And in it, it was like absolutely mind-blowing because this was a small group, just a few hundred people, all of them in this security, blah, 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 blah. And so for someone like myself who sort of learned the lingo over the, the years, I mean, I, I know how they communicate. I, and so when <clears throat> the way he was speaking was, or in these tweets were like, big ego, this is the thing with them, they're, they think they're untouchable, they think they're invincible, because they have this power, and we don't know about it, though. so there's this arrogance, they're looking down on us, you know, which is really beautiful as well, because that is the thing that gives it away, because they cannot shut this one up, you know, so he was saying in these different tweets, that uh, uh, we've just... Uh, We've just celebrated our 500th meeting. That's 500. That is a lot of meetings, you know. And he also said, uh, we've just been at La Rambla in Barcelona. It was very emotional. And, uh, but so I was like, why is it emotional? Why is it emotional to be on that location? Did your grandmother die in the attack? Or is it possible that it was emotional for you to be back and celebrate that what you have been, you know, to see, yes, we did this and we managed to make Spain an absolute hell, you know, and, and so on. So, uh, and, and the, the thing was that the closer I got to the date that we were, which was October, this was on October the 21st, 2019. Please keep that in mind because it's going to come that's going to be a reason for, for this whole thing. So uh, October 21st, 2019. And so one of the last tweets he had said was that we have now um, something in the way, in the night. we have now locked in on 39 location. Uh, it's going to be, the time span is going to be 36 hours. The date will be October 23 and 24. So when I heard what he was saying, and he also mentioned it will go down in London, Manchester, Rotterdam, Paris, Barcelona, and in Sweden. I was like, what the hell is he on about? Because what I heard, 39 coordinated, not drills, not events, possibly attacks, because this is his business, you know. 39 coordinated attacks in Manchester, London, Rotterdam, uh, Paris, Barcelona, and Sweden. 
uh, and the time span would be 36 hours. Can you imagine 39 attacks? Like boom, boom. Do you know how many that is? Like boom, 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 and boom. 36 hours and you have that going on in Europe, that would be we would never ever have seen anything like it and so I was, I was like what the hell he was talking about Manchester and London both of them had had false flag operations that I exposed to several of them big time big time inside jobs this was right at the time of the Brexit referendum where uh, England was voting should we leave the European Union or not and the European Union is actually a creation from the same forces that are trying to create a new world order. It's the same with NATO, it's the same with the WHO, it's the same with many of these so-called officially good things that when you look behind the scenes, there's a smell of absolute rotting flesh. It's awful what they're up to. Let me ask you so, this, Ole, before before we get back into it. Is this structure, this power structure that we're looking at, a, a truly a pyramid structure? Or are there different factions at the top that have different desires for what they are outcomes uh, that they want for humanity, fighting for control of it? Okay, so I think that's a super good question. First of all, it's not the top of the pyramid, but what, because what they're not telling you is that the pyramid is upside down. The top of the, their pyramid is the lowest of the low. They like this guy with the horns in a very hot climate down below. We like the guy with the beard up there. <clears throat> so we're striving in two absolute opposite directions. <clears throat> this is why also they see someone like myself as evil, I see their actions as evil, but actually we're just looking from a plus minus point of view, black, white, just uh, these things which are apparently needed in this matrix to be able to create. But in my world, fine, I see it. I so Do I accept it? Absolutely not. I will do everything I can to transcend their actions of these very dark force because they are hurting people. They are killing people. They are torturing people. It's not okay. So... <clears throat> Are they um, like united? I think what the way they built these power uh, pyramid structures is that it's pyramids within pyramids within pyramids within pyramids within pyramids within pyramids within pyramids, all of them totally compartmentalized so that people only know their little part. They do not see the bigger picture, meaning that the ones that really understand what's going on is just a handful. And these people. <coughs> I mean, we're talking super shocks, super psychos um, or sociopaths, but most of them, I think, born super psychos, no empathy, nothing when it comes to, uh, I mean, they're the perfect villains, but dressed up as uh, civilized businessmen and so on. They look very nice, many of them. They speak very eloquently. They're absolute monsters. So... <clears throat> I don't envy them because I don't think they can trust each other as, at all. I think they're a backstabbing bunch of absolute horrible people that are driven by greed and, and all of these dark desires. So, but I think that ultimately the boss we're up against is the one with the horns, if he's real or not, but that force, mm. that uh, force in the universe that then 
if you uh, if you I uh, don't want to say destroy yourself, but if you corrupt yourself enough, that force will work through you mm-hmm. so that you will be the tool of this force. <laughs> so I, since this is so compartmentalized, very few people really understand what, what is going on. And it's designed like that. Because had they, if too many understands what is actually going down, you couldn't control them the way they're being controlled. So they have to be... Yeah, and so you they they um, uh, reward people very with incredible uh, successful careers, both in music, politics, military, whatever, uh, <clears throat> business. <clears throat> Money is not an issue. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, pump it in there. But the soul, what people do not understand when they get to that uh, that level, is that they are actually selling their soul that will be controlled by this force mm-hmm. forever and ever. And so many people that find themselves in this situation are having major problems uh, if they are not psychopaths or sociopaths because they, there's this struggle, this is not right. I'm, I'm, but they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. So I don't know if I answered no, your yeah, question. No, yeah, that was perfect. But, Thank you. It makes a lot of sense. So I don't see I don't see them as evil. I just see their actions as evil. You know, I'm not here to judge. I know that they're doing their best to be a villain. I mean, if you were in a Batman movie, if you didn't have the Joker, it would be a quite a boring movie to just watch this guy dressed in some fancy clothes and a cape, you know, driving around doing absolute sills. So it's like it, we we need this also on a on one level. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> so this. Um, through these tweets, I started understanding that, holy crap, if I'm correct, they're planning on hitting the world with a mass coordinated attack on October 23rd, 24th. And October 24th was the, also the day of the United Nations, which would be a perfect day for them to hit themselves, which they do. It's a so-called false flag operation. The attacked one is actually the attacker the attacked one is actually the attacker. They love to attack themselves so that they can control everything and then hit back from that point of view. So uh, so the Brexit was going on, the Brexit referendum was just about to go down in England, meaning London and Manchester as well. And so if something like this happened, boom, 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 what better excuse for the people behind this power structure, behind the EU, European Union also trying to stop the Brexit from happening because that could encourage other nations to say, fuck this, we're out, you know, we've just been ripped off by the United uh, European Union. So should a mass attack happen, that would be the perfect excuse for martial law, sorry, lockdown in the houses, off you go, uh, just watch the TV, we control, watch the, listen to the radio that we control and stay indoors and off. And by the way, sorry, no demonstrations, no voting, no nothing. We will have to do that later in the future. Never, in other words. So also, <clears throat> should something like this happen on a major scale, they've been trying to do this many times, they would use it as an excuse to shut down the internet as we know it. 
and then reopen a commercial version that where we would pay for them to choose what we will be allowed to see, meaning all type of shows like yours out the window, all type of alternative views on what is actually going down or real uh, research, because the, nowadays there is no such thing as real journalists hardly. So we have to do the work. All of that, also us being in contact with each other on a global scale out the window because that would not work should they be able to pull that one off. And it's only through a major crisis that they could say, well, for your protection, we have to, because Abdul Karim Kara and his, uh, all his cousins, you know, they have been communicating on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, saying this is how you make bombs, whatever. So we need to stop it for you. We care so much about you. Okay, so that was England. Then you had Paris, France. You had exactly the same with the Yellow Vest movement, which was so much bigger than we were told, most of the outside France. It was a massive thing going on in France. So boom, 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 boom. That would make the perfect excuse to shut down France, uh, ban all demonstrations, keep people in lockdown. By the way, lockdown is not a health term. It's not a word that has to do with your health. It's a prison term. Yeah. So the virus thing, oh, you're in lockdown now. No, you are locked in prison. That is the correct term. Then we go to Barcelona, which is also, they had a very similar problem with Catalonia, the part of uh, Spain where uh, Barcelona is based, that have tried to free itself from Spain for a long time and thus also out of the European Union. So these would be like boom, boom, boom major thing where in one go you could shut all of it down <clears throat> then we had uh, sweden there were going to be two drills of uh, uh, power plants uh, uh, disasters that the drill would be like a nuclear power plant meltdown in Foschmark, northeast of stockholm and then up in the north there would be one at the a water plant major water power plant called el Colody. So there was 1,600 crisis actors prepared in Sweden, they say. 1,600 crisis actors just for one drill. I mean, that uh, dog doesn't run or whatever they say. I don't know what they, they expect. That is like, what? What? And that went under the name of Operation Sea Eagle, Operation Havsund in Sweden. Anyway, so then we had Rotterdam, and I was like, Rotterdam, what the hell is up? Why Rotterdam of all places? So I spoke to this naval officer, and she informed me that Rotterdam is actually the main import for food into Europe. If you knock out the port of Rotterdam, you could create famine in Europe within a week, because nowadays there's no storage of food. It's all on the road. It's on truck, trucks, ships, you name it. So if you knock out a major center like that distribution center, you create famine very fast. The supermarkets would go empty, like boom. So the more I, I was looking into this whole thing, and then I, I spoke to this uh, officer in Albania who said that we have also got NATO drills planned on exactly these dates, on October the 23rd and 24th, about a massive earthquake in Albania going into Serbia, Croatia, where... Nowadays, with harp technology and uh, chemtrailing, you can create earthquakes. Uh, you know, what people, many of these earthquakes that we're being told or volcanic activity, it's not natural. It is not natural. So all of that combined, 
I just felt, you know, I really started going really like pale green and I almost felt like puking because I felt fucking hell. If what I'm seeing is correct, we're looking at something bigger than 9-11 that can just knock out the whole of Europe like this. So the thing was that it was planned to go down on October the 23rd and 24th. And I discovered, I stumbled over this. I think that I was sort of somehow divinely guided. I mean, if you believe in angels, I think they were pushing these things in front of me because no other than this geek would have reacted to these type of things because it was just right in the open, but not for us to see. So, And this was still uh, in 2019? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. 2000, it was 21st of October 2019 mm-hmm. when I discovered it. So I felt, holy fuck, to name the pilot of one of these uh, planes that went down. <laughs> holy fuck, fly too low. And uh, so anyway, I just felt the only way, if I'm correct, then we have got like 36, between 24 and 36 hours until it goes down because it was October 23rd, depending on where the, what time zone, but this was the European time zone because all of the targets were in Europe, that uh, it would go down. So that meant that we would have from sort of midnight on the 23rd of October and before that, which gave us some 24, 36 hours. So what I did was we were in, in our tour bus, a little RV that we call the Love Mobile uh, in Sweden with my tour manager. I just said, stop the car, stop the car. We stopped. And <clears throat> then uh, I also had a visit from a friend of mine who had brought his camera and who has a big network in Sweden called Wake Up Friends. So I said, please, let's, let's uh, do a short video and get it up there as soon as possible. So for, for 12 hours straight from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., I was contacting radio stations all over the world. You know, I've, I've been interviewed more than uh, 1,100 times or something like that. So I have an incredible network of amazing radio hosts all over so many different countries that are on it, you know, fast, efficient, truth-seeking, brave individuals. So I did 12 hours straight where I did like short interviews uh, with these ones saying, I have no idea, but this is what I've seen. This is what I found. These are the signs. These are the facts. Here are the tweets. Here's that. If you think that this can be of value, please help me share it, share it, share it. Because if we can get it out to as many as possible, maybe, you know, let's say aim at a million. If we can get it out to a million people before they are about to go start this whole thing, that might be able to stop it because the backfire, the low back from this going, you know, it's like the biggest uh, gold heist. If you have like a, you're going to do this gold heist and you're down there, you think you're under the Bank of England, Bank of London or whatever, and you're sitting there with a safe and you're just about to open the safe, you open the safe and suddenly they switch on the spotlights and you're right in the middle of a, of a football stadium surrounded by 90,000 people saying, we see you. Check out our friends at Linguistity Gifts. Linguistity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac, designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. You can even get a tarot reading. 
Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity, balance, focus, and well-being. They can even customize the bracelets for you. Just send them an email to find out pricing and availability. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit linguistitygifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over $20. Linguistitygifts.com That is not good for, for business, their operations. You know? So <clears throat> that was my aim. Let's see if we can get it out to a million people. And so I did everything I could, and it was amazing. I mean, people were absolutely amazing, like Jason Liasatos, who had uh, out, uh, out of this uh, box, I think his show is, he works under David Icke. He went on a bicycle in the, after midnight in rain weather, rainy weather to go down to the studio. So he came in all wet and red. He said, okay, what, what, let's record. They didn't even know what I was going to talk about. All of them, boom. And then many people were doing their own uh, variations, you know. So I've seen like Bulgarian, Greek versions, all many, you know, these countries where they don't speak so much, uh, so good English. So it's like uh, I have, warning, warning, attack, 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 blah, 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 in whatever. And then they pump that and pump that and pump that So. After 24 hours, I started checking the number of views and we were up, I think, about 220,000 views. Uh, what I knew, but many people had shared it and put it all over the place. So I didn't know. But what I do know is that uh, when I was a journalist, we, we calculated that every newspaper would be read by at least three people. You know, you sell one, it will be read by three. And I think if you got one view of a video that really concerns people, they would at least speak to two, three, four people if it really concerns them. So 220,000 there, just for the ones that I could see. Let's see, it would not be uh, too much to say that possibly close to a million, I think, in 24 hours, which would spread, keep spreading if what I said was not just bullshit. But I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no idea. I just knew that this guy who showed, who, who, you know, shot himself in the foot, Ola Sletnamark, saying that he was a major key player in this truck attack that in Stockholm, where they did, they shut the whole city down. They even uh, locked parts of the defense ministry, ministry of defense were locked in, the parts of the government, all of them, they, they just took over the whole of Sweden in that. And he admitted to be the key person. So it was from his tweet that all of these things came. Not just anyone. This is the bad boy on steroids, you know. So anyway, we came to October the 23rd when I was like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be nothing? Was I totally wrong? Okay, fine. I look like an idiot. Not the first time I can handle that. Option two, there were like 39 drills. I had misunderstood it. These were security drills for our protection. I totally misunderstood the situation. Absolute mayhem. They, they, I warned. They didn't care. They went away and it, it went like that. Or nothing that I was correct. It, they couldn't pull it off because too many people knew and so I didn't know. I didn't. So I woke up and I started checking international news. And the only thing was that there was a truck near the 
the, near the canal, I think it was on the French side, where 39, interesting, 39 uh, Asian people were found dead in this truck, they said. Absolute bullshit. That one. But that was one of many of these coordinated attacks, I believe. But that one, they, they, it went away, went ahead anyway. Otherwise than that, zero, zero, zero. So I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Then a few hours later, um, uh, a journalist in Brussels, which is the, uh, the where the NATO headquarters are, NATO are key. The NATO is key in these operations. I tell you, that is my my personal opinion. This organization that is there for our protection, bullshit, is the middle name. It is a tool of death tool of death it's a horrible 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 institution awful anyway so in brussels this uh, uh, american freelance journalist uh, she had been working there for years and she said i've got really good uh, con uh, contacts in the intelligence community police military everything everywhere and she said we've been feeling that something major has been building up for months but we haven't been able to understand what's going on no one in the military nobody but there's this feeling of pressure being pumped up and she said then we saw your warning and suddenly everything fell into place so she said to me, are you aware of what's going on right now? I said, I have absolutely no idea. Please tell me. She said, all the defense, the ministers of defense in all NATO countries have been called urgently to Brussels for an emergency meeting. She said, look at the timing. She said, I bet it's because of your warning. So let's, whatever, I'm, I'm, her words, not mine. So all ministers of defense were called to NATO urgently into Brussels for this meeting. Okay, so a few hours went on <clears throat> and then uh, somebody called me and said, have you seen this website? It's called volternet.org. And uh, this is a website where prime ministers and uh, the, I mean, high level individuals write articles and stuff like that. And in it, the main article was an article called NATO on the brink of implosion on the brink of implosion, that the whole thing is just falling apart. I thought, this is amazing. I mean, I had no idea. I cannot, I cannot prove and say this is exactly because of what happened, but the timing of these things that I'm going to tell you was like, boom, 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 boom. So um, then if it was on the same day or the day after or so, somebody called me and said, have you seen what's going on with all the Israeli embassies? I said, I have what? All Israeli embassies and consulates worldwide were shut down, were closed, shut down because of it. They said a global strike for better wages. Are you telling me that Israeli stuff Israeli, the staff of Israeli embassies and consulates all over the world managed to coordinate a global strike for better wages. I think not. There's something else going on. When they started shutting down, all of these things shutting down, that sounds to me like we're freaking out. For some reason, they're freaking out. There's some emergency going on. Then, uh, then uh, also, Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, and the Secretary of Defense, the U.S. 
uh, were called back urgently from a trip in the Middle East to Washington, D.C. for a secret urgent meeting. It was the, the timing was boom, 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 like this. And then we had Donald with a hairdo stepping forward saying, uh, we've got great news. This was a few days later. We've got some amazing news. Uh, we would very much like to tell you that we managed to kill al-Baghdadi. Isn't that amazing? Yes, Donald, that's very incredible. If, uh, I mean, ISIS is your creation, the US State Department. But otherwise than that, that's amazing. But please get this fact straight because that's the fourth press conference where you have had, you held, where you claim that you managed to kill al-Baghdadi. And this was al-Baghdadi number two because they even had like a second follow-up with the same name. So what the hell was that? What was that if not some kind of diversion I'm not pointing at Donald at all. I have no idea. I don't know the bigger picture of what was going on here. I just say that was weird that it just boom, boom, boom. They had this. They were called back from the Middle East. Then suddenly we killed al-Baghdadi. It's like the Bin Laden killing him again 11 years after he died. What is that? It's a diversion, distraction. Look over here. Look over here. You know? So um, then... On October the 24th, because nothing happened these days when, when this was being planned, absolute zero, except that uh, uh, NATO, and uh, the head of NATO, which is Jan Stoltenberg, the former prime minister of Norway, who get, was, if I'm correct, was given that job for his loyalty in the alleged mass attack on, uh, on Norway, Utter, and the blowing up of the, uh, the government building in 2011, 10 or 11. He was totally involved in that. And him, up until that, who had a career against NATO, was suddenly appointed head of NATO. Go figure that one. Amazing. But anyway, so he, was, uh, <clears throat> he had a meeting or signed a deal with Boeing about global surveillance, $1 billion. I think that that was supposed to go under the radar when the whole world was like, boom, 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 boom. Nobody would really react and everybody would applaud saying, oh, fantastic for our protection, $1 billion, don't worry about it. Jens, just sign the order. <clears throat> Here instead, it was standing up like a sore thumb. Holy crap, $1 billion. <clears throat> and then on, um, on October 25th, uh, you had a press conference, a NATO press conference that was called together for no reason. Had these mass attacks happened, there would have been a major reason for this press conference. Instead, it was a very short press conference where Jens Stoltenberg was opening it. You can still find it online. And his voice is like this. Well, let's do the press conference. He was shitting himself. He was, when you look in his eyes, he looks slightly terrified. Something is going on here. Something is going on. So, okay. So what has this got to do with Corona? On the 18th of October, which I had no idea about at that time, which was like three days before I stumbled across this, there was an event in New York called Event 201. Or it's actually event 21, where you, if you look at the logo, it's the zero is actually a, a globe in orange. That All of the rest is gray. So it's event 21, according to agenda 21, in, if I'm correct. Anyway, where we had K 
till Bill Gates, and we had the World Economic Forum with Klaus Einel Schwab uh, backing it, and Johns Hopkins Hospital, which were the one that have supplied the map with all of the corona cases. Uh, they're the ones that uh, Corona, no, Johns Hopkins University, they were the ones funding that. They were funding this simulation of a pandemic, which where the, the virus was corona. It is named, you can still find it, Event 201. They haven't dared to take it down. The, on the website, it says, whoa, there's no kind anything. Hilarity is reality. It's just a coincidence. Really, really. But what they're going through is all of it, exactly how it went down just a few uh, months later. The exact virus, the exact design they even have like fake news things they're going through you have the same key people that have later been key people in the whole corona pan they were in this what they call simulation or where there were players where they were going through the whole thing how are we going to do with governments how are we going to control media how are we going to do with alternative media how are we going to do this how are we going to do with that how are we going that it's right there. They, once again, I don't think that they was aware that anyone was from the outside was going to look in and see this thing because had things happened the way they planned, nobody would have had the chance to access internet and these type of whips at all. So they were just doing it on their own cozy little time planning how to take over the world with a virus. So that was it. So I would now like Chris. Uh, maybe you got a question or two. But yeah, well, if I can go. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, because I would like to say what I think was planned. Mm -hmm. I okay. So I need to rewind the tape a little bit. After the Second World War, uh, you had what was called the Cold War starting. But in the end of the Second World War, you had <clears throat> uh, the OSS turned into the CIA with the help of people through that were smuggled out, former Nazis, experts in many areas, very skilled people, that was smuggled out of Germany through Operation Paperclip, the Vatican rat lines, over to the West, to the US and out to South America. Many of these people were highly skilled in anything from rocket science to biowarfare to you name it, to... Um, intelligence uh, community set up like Reinhard Galen, amazing people like Werner von Braun and so on. So with the help of Reinhard Galen and other people from this German uh, intelligence community, the OSS was turned into the CIA with Alan Dulles as head for the CIA. That was in 46. At the very same time, NASA was uh, created with Werner von Braun and his buddies also Nazi background. Then you had the so-called CDC. Here's where it becomes, starts to become interesting because the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, was created in 1946 as well. Very at the same time as the CIA, NASA, all of these things were being set up just before NATO was being set up in 49. Many, many things was being like this put together. And the CDC has been in bed with the CIA from day one, day one. And it's, we have the same biochemist uh, giants like Igit Farben and stuff, these former German big chemical giants that just changed the shop window. They changed the logos, the names, they relocated, 
and business as usual. They were behind uh, the big the big creation of big pharma that was starting to build up as well. Where CDC was it totally like a swinging rotating door in and out of, of this uh, whole um, of this whole business. But the CDC is where we are being told that is the center, the global center of the world. When somebody says we have a pandemic, what do we? Yes, you have. Now it's called the monkey, monkey, flunky, punky, pox. <laughs> it's the upside down green uh, giraffe uh, virus. Where does these things come from? The CDC. Where do they pump out the numbers from? The CDC, Atlanta, Georgia. If you ask me, it's not CDC, the Center for Disease Create. Uh, Control is the center for disease creation. They create these things. They create them. They even have the patent on many of the viruses. The Zika virus that we were being told eats the brains of babies. Was, they have the patent from 1947. You can buy it online. It's like unbelievable. So anyway, the CDC, you have to be aware of possibly i'm in my world absolutely 100 percent in the same bag of crap as the cdc no sorry the caa and nato and all of these there's players of the same day that just coming from different directions at us then at the same time also another one that is important to know about is the world military games the world military games was created in 46 and that was for um do uh, you know, like people that have been blown up in, in battle and people in uniform. It's like the Olympic Games for uh, military people. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was created in 46 as well and has been going on just like the normal Olympic Games, but has been going on as well. It's almost like the the so-called elite likes to really applaud the people that they, oh, look, he's got his arms and legs blown off and he can still jump upside, up and down. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. You know, so you have... These uh, foundations like the Clinton Foundation and ugly things like that are also financing the world military games. So why am I telling you these things? Fast forward, boom. We come to October 2019. So what was going on in Wuhan, China, where we're being told that this bat, this virus bat from a fish, from a bat, from a whatever, was suddenly came out of nowhere. Where was that? That was in Wuhan, China. At October the 23rd and 24th, what was happening in Wuhan, China? The World Military Games was in Wuhan, China. You had 10,000 soldiers from United Nations countries in Wuhan, China. 10,000 of them there. You also had more than 10,000 base stations, 5G base stations that had been installed the year before in Wuhan, China. Meaning also, when you switch on, this is the thing, 5G radiation gives exactly the same symptoms as a real bad cold. You feel like you're boiling, you have problem breathing, uh, you have all kinds of, you faint uh, because of lack of oxygen. All of the things, all of the things we're being told that that the uh, coronavirus, the symptoms of the coronavirus are identical to 5G radiation uh, symptoms. So it's the perfect, what is going on? Is it, is it the virus or is it 5G? Who knows? Who knows? Switch off the 5G, I'm feeling good. Well, it was that. If not, maybe it's something else. So <clears throat> I would say that they, I'm going to come back to 5G. But anyway, so 
I think that the the event 201 on the 18th was a drill. They were rehearsing because they were going to go live five days later on the 23rd and 24th. They were rehearsing this whole thing. They were planning a coordinated, uh, uh, 39 coordinated attacks on these dates. The reason for this was, imagine if you have out of nowhere, suddenly boom, 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 the whole of Europe is on fire. What would be natural for all of these soldiers, boys and girls in uniform that were in Wuhan? They would say, or the countries would say, please come back home, help us in this, uh, in this situation of emergency. So what would they do? All of these soldiers, 10,000 from 104 different nations would fly back home at the very same time as this virus just happened to escape and come from a bat, a fly, a fish, whatever, meaning that 10,000 soldiers would unknowingly bring back the virus to 104 nations within 24 hours. Can you see how efficient the world would suddenly go from everything is fine to a global state of absolute freak me out emergency? So, yeah, <clears throat> and there's a lot of stories about how these soldiers brought the virus back with them unknowingly. The thing is, you don't even need a virus. You don't even need a virus if you control the, the media outlet. And so I don't think there has even been a virus. I think that because the, vi the real virus is the virus of fear. Right. You get into the mind of people that's the whole point. Get them fearful and they will accept your solutions, problem, reaction, solution. You just need a big enough uh, problem so that people will accept whatever solution you, you, you even call it lockdown. You know, it's for your protection. No, it's not. It's not. The whole lockdown was to unroll the 5G network of, of uh, 5G masts because of the... I'm going to jump in, but it's the whole fourth industrial revolution, the new world order thing where the few in power needs technology to control the masses. There are a few thousand. We are billions. So they need technology. And this, the bandwidth that is needed for the Internet of Things needs to be very fast, at least 5G, 6G, 7G. It's a whole, it's not like 1G, 2G, that the G stands for generations, they say. Uh, that is just bandwidth speed and so on. But 5G is millimeter technology. It's, it's military technology that is for something totally different than you being able to download a movie in 2.3 seconds. Mm -hmm. it's, is it worth it? You can download in 2.3 and get fried, every cell of your body fried at the same time. Is it worth it? It will destroy everything alive. Anyway, so 5G has been the reason why we've been in lockdown. Uh, I was locked in for two months in, in Spain straight. You know, we couldn't even go, down, go outside the, the window. The, but what we noticed was that every morning when we came out, just another tower, another tower, another tower, another tower, another tower disguised as a palm tree or whatever. Mm. You know, where the hell did they come from? You don't even see them. That's the reason we were being held indoors. Right. So anyway, yeah. 
Well, no, I was so, just going to say, it's easy. it would be so easy to use these frequencies to control human biology and mimic sickness. And on top of that, they've, uh, they've gotten, through the fear factor, everyone to go and get these experimental injections. And there's no telling what they could actually be triggering with these things either. There's a lot of speculation that what we're seeing with monkeypox is one of these side effects, these shingle-like side effects from these experimental jabs that people are getting. So it's so nefarious all the way around for sure and go ahead you finish what you were saying no so what i believe was the plan was that to create mayhem in in europe make that as an excuse to get all of these ten thousand soldiers home bring the virus officially infecting all of these countries also where it's very simple you know if you if you need to get uh an epidemic, uh, pandemic or whatever going, you just chemtrail that at whatever area you want, you know, you spray down some and people get infected. You say, oh my God, we got, look here, people are very sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to do, that's a problem. So <clears throat> let me get back to my train of thoughts. I was contacted yet again by this uh, journalist in, in Brussels and she said that she believes what happened was that the, all of the ministers of defense were called in for this emergency meeting. They were freaking out because they, they were suddenly, you know, we had pulled down their pants and exposed them before they even got to the trigger. They were in a situation, if we're gonna pull, if we're gonna pull the trigger for this whole operation, we have possibly a major global disaster going on because if 1 million people already know can you imagine? It, it was like, how can you control the masses if, if it's out there? It's only with deception that these operations can work. So she, according to her, <clears throat> what she think happened was that they freaked out and decided we can't do it. We cannot do it. What we have to do is stay low, go under the radar and wait for this to blow over. Then once the world is looking at somewhere, somewhere else, a distraction of some kind, then we use whatever is left because all of the violent part has been taken away. All of the, the brutal boom, boom, boom type of thing has been taken away from them, like the explosives. <clears throat> so the only thing left was this virus that was, oh, that was not supposed to be the main thing. The virus was just to be, you know, as an excuse for these, these measurements to be taken, the lockdown, also with the vaccines and so on to get that. But these vaccines would have been very easy, you know, sorry, you're in lockdown. Uh, the only uh, way you can get out to go shopping is that you just need to take this jab, boom. And that would that would be it. But they, we would already be in such a control without the internet, with all, you know, military presence in the streets, all of, they would have had a, a, a heyday, you know, so easy. So it seems that so, they're they're failing, right? They're they're failing on many fronts. So they they waited for the world to be distracted, and what better distraction than Christmas and New Year's Eve? So when did the when did the first cases appear on New Year's Eve? Now they say it was before that, but it was on New Year's Eve that this whole campaign started, and I think maybe that is for tax reasons or whatever, that it started on January the 1st. What are the chances? They're like 365. But on January the 1st, boom, that's when Operation COVID or Corona started. But if you remember, it came really weird. It was sort of like sneaking in like a bad fart 
you know, like, like, what is going on? We have a pandemic. No, we have not. We have, uh, and then suddenly it was locked down. What the hell happened in March? All of that was because we had taken away all the explosives from them. There was all of that power was gone. And <clears throat> this, I also think, is the reason why we have all of these anomalies like empty hospitals and empty this and empty that. It doesn't make any sense, you know, as part of starting this whole film your hospital, hashtag film your hospital, where people were all over the world were going there filming. It's empty, it's empty, it's empty. We were not supposed to see that it's empty because we were supposed to be locked in and controlled and all of these other things. So that whole operation absolutely totally failed because of divine intervention. Right but at, Go ahead. I, I truly believe that what I've been telling you now is true, that this is what uh, was planned. This is what failed. This is also what saved us uh, as a human species almost at that point. But then after that, uh, Corona, they managed to get us back into fear mode and pump up the fear so that we will finally, finally accept the jabs. Because the jabs is like problem, reaction, solution. How do you get people to do what you want them to? You, they have to create a problem so that we, like a boom, a virus, an explosion, an attack, whatever, a financial crash, something to freak us out so that we go, oh, my God, oh, my God, we need protection. And then we turn towards the people that we think are there to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem, saying, save us, save us. And in this case, give us the jab, give us the jab. But please remember with all false flag operations or all problem re reaction solution situations, the solution is there from day one. It was there from day one, the solution, not the problem. So the solution was, the question was, how are we going to be able to create a problem big enough so that people will suicide themselves with this biochemical weapon of mass destruction? How can we do that? So this whole thing about, oh, they managed to make a vaccine in, in eight weeks. Really, really, you haven't been able to do it ever before. And now in only eight weeks, isn't that amazing? No, it's not. They, they did fuck all. They were in these labs, they were playing darts, they were snorting cokes and having prostitutes in there. And then they came out looking, you know, they haven't been able to shave. Oh, we worked so hard. No, you did not. It was ready from day one. <clears throat> so the whole thing is also people are like, where, who's paying for all of these vaccines? Who are these big giant corporations so generous that they're going to give it to you for free? Do you really think so? Or the government's, if they're that efficient, like Sweden, that bought double jabs, double doses of these things. I mean, 18, the population is like nine and they bought 18 million doses. It's like unbelievable. So, but what is in these ones are really, 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 really scary. I think very, very, very unnerving to say the least. Yeah. Because we, we have no idea of where this is taking us and and also the way it's being used and i would really like to uh, if i can ramble on a little bit more sure what i've been able to find out <laughs> is that uh, i'm speculating to some part here but i think that i'm onto something 
When you look at the people behind these operations, they are control freaks. Most of them are super psychos, the people that are designing. They're also control freaks. They have spent generations building up a power structure, a global power structure that is working to a very large extent. We are under a control grid that is quite efficient. So why on earth would they release a virus that would just go wild? that could just destroy all kinds of, they would have no control over who would be infected if they didn't have the antidote. That is one possibility. But otherwise than that, a virus is a lot more efficient when it comes to a mind virus, you know, because a virus, if you can scare people, they, it, it is perfect because it's beyond uh, language barriers, culture barriers, white, black, Chinese, doesn't matter. So as long as you, it would go for, it would cross borders, you know, you can't see it, you can't hear it, you can't smell it. It's fantastic. It is the invisible terror warrior. It's like, it's unbelievable. It's perfect for them, but they don't need it. They need the fear of it. So through media, if they can pump out, and also, here you have a virus with no symptoms. I, I love it. I mean, how did they pull that one off? So if you don't have symptoms, that puts you in the risk zone. What? <laughs> it is the first time ever that if you don't have the symptoms, you can be infected. And then you have, take the, this vaccine. Okay, so if I take that, am I safe then? No. Will I, will I not cont be contagious to others? No. Can I travel? No. Can I do? No. Can I do? What's the benefit? Sorry, but you have to be, uh, you know, show solidarity to your fellow human beings so that you're not putting them at risk. But you just told me that it didn't make a difference. No. Stop asking these questions. I mean, from official point of view, they have not given you one reason why we should take it except the guilt trip and then take it, take a booster. Why should I take the booster? Am I safe then? No. Am I concerned? No. Will it help me? No. Can I travel? No. Can I? No. So take another booster. Why should I do that? Does it help? No, 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 no. So it's third? No, 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 no. And so it's really interesting. And when you look at, uh, and you hear also interviews with the people inside these, this power pyramid, one of the reasons is that they use it as, a, as an IQ test. I kid you not but just to, because they've been trying to, fi to figure out how are we gonna see in the world, who's gonna be the problem, who are intelligent enough to see that, that what we're doing, who are the ones that will just buy any kind of crap we, we give them that are more easily controlled and so on, how are we gonna do it? So the IQ test here, it's almost like, are you gonna buy this bullshit? Go to the right. If you're not, go to the left. If you're buying it, put on the mask. If you're not, then we can see you. He's gotten hasn't done a mask. Mm -hmm. If you if you're stupid enough, let's see how many boosters we can pump into you. But the thing is, when you look at the effects, and and I mean, I'm involved with some of the top doctors in the world: Dr. Dolores Cahill, Christian Northrop, Karen Madej, Sherry Tenpenny. These kind of Mikovic, these kind of incredible individuals that are standing up. I'm learning from them because this is a world that I don't know anything about Andy Kaufman and so on. I mean, when, when I hear them discuss and try and figure out what is in these things, they have no idea. 
they're, they're trying to figure it out step by step. But I tell you, it is concentrated, pure evil that is in there. That is not for your benefit. Nothing, including the tests, including the tests that with DARPA gel and crap that just uh, goes up. And, and what they're trying to with some of these tests is to disconnect your uh, pineal gland, your antenna to the divine, mm -hmm. to, through also through chemtrails to calcify that so that the your uh, sort of the antenna doesn't work the way it's supposed to do. But sorry, Chris, go on. But well, now I was gonna. I I'm gonna to. ask you, how do you feel about where we're headed? Given that they have failed so much that a lot of their agendas have just fallen through, and people are waking up to it. People are standing up to it. They're not participating in the bullshit anymore and i think that's another reason why a lot of the more recent agendas have failed why so many people uh have not opted into this experimental jab uh but i don't know i i think that we are the majority the free thinkers the people who are on the right side of history the people who aren't participating but the news and the mainstream media will never let us know that they want to keep us thinking that we're the tinfoil hat conspiracy uh, minority that is a threat to the rest of the world but i think it's the opposite i think that we're in a good position given how many mistakes they've made and how many people have waken up and come around so far how do you feel about where we're going and our future involvement in this I feel, I mean, failure is not an option. If, if they get away with what they want, we will own nothing and we will be happy. It's like that, that future is so dark. Yeah. The agenda, they're not hiding it. Agenda 21, they will control all water, all air, all land, all energy, all military, all media, all knowledge, all inventions, all uh, police, all, I mean... <clears throat> In, they would own anything. We would be without any, any, anything, except uh, including the ownership of our children. Will be owned. They would be owned by the state. I mean, for me, that that is not an option. It's not happening. I'm not even gonna take it into my mindset and be part of maybe creating it. Absolutely not. So, are they succeeding? I don't know. I'm sitting here. I look out through the window, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. I see butterflies, I see flowers growing. It's amazing. Then I look at a black screen in front of me and suddenly this black screen says, life is hell, uh, everything is awful, there's violence everywhere. You have no chance, just pull down your pants, bend over and surrender, you know. <clears throat> so what is real and what is not? For me, it's like, in one world, it depends on, on what level you see it. On a street level, we have to stand up, absolutely nonviolent, if I have a say in it, but say, I am so not buying into this bullshit. Whatever you ask me to is, thank you so much for offering me absolutely crap, whatever. My answer is, no, thank you. I will not do this. I will not do that. I will not do that. I will not do. But if you don't, we will bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. So what can you do? I mean, I don't like pain. I don't like confrontations. I don't know. But bring it on. Mm -hmm. When you start standing in your power, just saying, I'm not doing it. I'm, it's the same with a school bully. When, when you stand up 
and you're not in the control of, the, of fear, where they can terrorize you, yes, they can beat you up. Okay, fine. I've been beaten up. I'm still standing. Boom. Oops. He's back again. Boom. Okay. Oops. Well, he's back again. Boom. Oh. Well, he's back again. After a while, you get pretty good at it. And then you can start ducking and diving as well. You know, you don't have to be violent. You don't have to create bad karma for yourself. Just get out of the way, just like an Aikido. Move out of the way from the attack in balance, in peace. Get out of the way. Let the attack pass. Then redirect their power, the, the aggressive power, into a circular motion downwards, which will make them fall on their own. Then make sure that they don't hurt themselves. While they're down there, get a control grip and just say, listen, behave, behave. I don't want you anything bad, but I'm going to kick your butt if you don't stop messing with us. Not because I want to, but because apparently it's the only language you understand. So please get out of your brick head and into your heart. You know, so... I don't want them anything bad. When you look at it indirectly, they are doing us an incredible blessing because they have been, these things have been going on for a long time. And uh, millions of people out there that I've been standing, hello, hello, for the last, I don't know how many decades, nobody has reacted. And now it's like these forces are putting like a flamethrower up our butt saying, Listen, you have to wake up, wakey, wakey. So without them, <clears throat> we would still be in this, this zombie state. Many people are snapping out of it because of them. So it's thanks to them. They're pointing, saying, you're so bad. Really, I wouldn't have met you, Chris, had it not been for them. So I thank mm -hmm. them for that. I am surrounded by incredible uh, truth speakers and change makers from all over the world amazing individuals i would never ever have had the chance to meet them had it not for been for the bad boys you know so so they're helping us at this it's like a paradox or whatever you call it like it's like it doesn't make any sense and yet again it makes sense so it's absolute their actions horrendous must be transcended transcended not fought you know, we have to transcend this whole thing. If you fight, you're in their league. They've got the muscles. It's the same with a school bully. It is exactly like with a school bully. School bullies are never small. They're always big. Mm. They are very often not very clever, but they've got a lot of muscles. So you just have to outsmart them and turn their own power against them. And one of the ways you turn it and you win the game is just to say, I am not fearful of you anymore. I will not fear you. Yes. It, you might do, do what you want. I will still not fear you. You will not get to my mind. My soul will be intact. And it's like, this is like on a, you know, like they say, you can kill my body, but you can't. But it's easy to say it's a different thing to be in a situation, but we are being forced into a situation where we have to face ourselves in the mirror and just like, who am I? Am I one of them, the ones that want to thrive on other people's misery, to control people, to just for my own greed and desires? Or am I on this side that sort of aims for beauty and creation and harmony and balance? Is that my way? Am I going to be an absolute uh, horrible person? Am I going to be one in uniform that is going to bash the head in on people? 
or am I going to be a freedom so-called fighter? Yes. Who am I going to be? But the thing is with peace, you can't fight for peace. You have to live peace. You have to be peace, but also in the face of, of terror. So the thing, the beautiful thing, you ask me, how is it going to go? I have absolutely no idea. I'm just super optimistic. Uh, it ain't over till it's over. I tell you that. And they have said many times, 2012 and so on, it's over. Well, not really. This is the end of the world as we know it. Well, not really. But now, not really. So until it ain't over till it's over. So <clears throat> what I do is I focus on my what is going on in here. Because the thing with fear is that the only thing they have against us is fear. That's the only weapon they have. That's why they keep pumping you with fear. When you look at the news, what are you eating? It is bitter, it tastes horrible, and it's called fear. They are saying, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Well, one way to be less afraid is there's this magic button. It's sometimes red, and you just click it, and it says off. It says off. It's a magic button. Turn it off. It's the enemy's sewage opening into your mind, into your home, into the minds of your children that you put in front of them. Please understand, had this been like Al Capone, that was the head of this TV channel, would you trust it? No, these guys are 50 times worse, 100,000 times worse than normal criminals. They are really advanced in their way of getting into your mind. But the thing is, it's super simple because fear, it's only in the mind. You cannot, I can't say, can you please give me some of your fear? Chris. No, my fear is my fear. Your fear is your fear. Where is it? Is it square? Is it round? Is it blue? You can't, it's not even there. Is it hiding under the sofa? No, it's in the mind. Okay, so in my fear, between these two ears and the, it's somewhere there, that sort of gives me an opportunity to do something with it as well, because it's in there. It's in my territory. So the thing is with fear is that it's always connected to something that has not yet happened. It has not happened. I, I am not shot and I'm fearful of getting shot. No, I'm fearful of getting shot before the shot enters into my skull. Once it's there, it's game over. Before that, that's when the fear comes. So it's always to the future, to something that has not yet happened. So when you think of it, it's pure speculation. It's like... You can, you can go around being fearful of things that will never, ever happen. So when you think of it, that is such a waste of life. And many of us are letting ourselves be controlled by fear. It's like, what the hell? So I say, this is what I say to my own fear. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you. Thank you for protecting me when I cross the street. You know, it's good for this voice to say, look left, look right. Thank you. May, I might have forgotten that. Otherwise than that, fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> stop. Stop trying to push your way into my mind. I will heal my mind. They, talk, they call this virus, this mind virus, Vitico, uh, some native Indian tribes. <clears throat> it will look for wherever you're weak, wherever you're weak, it will enter. And then it will get in there and amplify your weakness. So the more you thank it and saying, whoop, I was weak there. I see that. I see. Thank you so much for pointing it out. 
heal it, heal it with love, tender care, all of these things. Just next time it comes around, it can't enter there. It might be able to enter over there. It's up to you. The more you can heal yourself, the less chance for fear to enter. So when people say to me, oh my God, it's so, aren't you so terrified? And aren't you so, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you live dangerously. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't, I try not to let it enter in. Sometimes I get scared, of course. I mean, sometimes I feel, what the hell have I just done? Because I have family and stuff like that. Sometimes it is terrifying and yet not because I'm still here. Every time I've been afraid, I managed to get out of it. It didn't lead to anything good. So the thing is, if you don't know what else to do, focus on letting go of fear. The more you let go of fear, the happier you will be in your life. And the, the way to, to also to let go of fear is to meet your fears. Just look at it and say, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of heights. Okay, let's go up on a mountain, have a look down. I've been sitting on a, I had used to have, uh, I still have uh, scared, what do you call it? Uh, fear of heights. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting on a 604 meter high rock, no fence, sitting on the edge of that twice. I blacked out. I can't remember the first time. But uh, these type of things, face them, face them and breathe yourself through. And it's then the, it lets the grip gets taken away from you. It's sort of, it, it has no power over you anymore. Right. So the same with these situations. When they say, you know, what, who benefits from you being scared? And when you look in the news and also alternative news, it looks like everything is going down. The financial situation is going down. Now we're going to starve to death. It's going to be apocalypse now. They're going to, we start going to eat each other. I look out to the window. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I look back. Oh, my God. It's horrible mayhem. It's going to, at the end of days now, fine. Okay. I look out the window. It's beautiful. So what is true? What is real? And what is not? You tell me, Chris. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I prefer my world, which is calm, kind of calm in there. And then to decode and, and stop as much as I can, transcend as much as I can, and inspire as much as I can by, li by living as an example, by showing this is how I deal with it. If you feel that it can be of help for you, please maybe join the same. If not, then go your way. Right. Hey, that's perfect uh, words of wisdom to, to end on today. And uh, just don't give in to the fear and don't participate in these bullshit agendas that they're throwing at us. Uh, I, I do have hope, and I think that a lot of people and a lot more people will continue to awaken and uh, be on the right side of history. So that gives me a lot of hope. Uh, Ole, thank you so much for coming on today. Before you head out, let the people know where they can find out more about you and follow your work. Well, thank you for inviting me, Chris, and thank you for creating a platform like this. Thank you for having the intention uh, to really reach out and do good in the world. I appreciate and honor that. And uh, <clears throat> my website is lightonconspiracies.com or damagard.com, lightonconspiracies, plural.com, damagard.com. They've hijacked my, my other domain, oledamagard.com. It now goes to a law firm in, in uh, Texas. Uh, government law it's try it out it's really really weird wow 
And also, like a couple of years ago, I was I googled myself and uh, I put in my name, Ole Damagard. There was like 1.8 million uh, hits. I mean, I've been around for a while. Not that all of them were connected to me, but a lot. I checked yesterday. It's 19,200. There's an incredible censorship going on, shadow banning. I mean, I'm being blocked and locked and whatever everywhere. So uh, on my website, there's more than 1,100 on my interviews. It's a massive website. You can stay on there. There's about 9,000 articles there, whatever. But I want to say that I also have what I call my research vault, which is an absolute goldmine of knowledge. It's uh, uh, around five terabytes of perfectly organized uh, information about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases, mass shooting, assassinations, you name it. I call it my research vault. It comes with a price tag. I tell you because it's my life work, but also it is a lot of it is no longer available. It is just gone from the internet. Books have been burned. Libraries has been cleaned out. This is the truth. This is the real history for generations to come. So we need to preserve it, I think. So one way to do that is uh, for as many of us to get access of this information and then share it and save it and hide it and whatever. So please go to my website, my research vault. It is a massive, massive, massive goldmine of of knowledge and perfectly sought out. This is also why... I'm more or less never, ever being nailed for saying something that is incorrect because I can always cross-check within seconds, you know. Got it, got it, fine, you know. So anyway, uh, also my membership area, I'm being, even Patreon shut us down, shut me down. I mean, things like that where you're supposed to be safe. But uh, And the reason was not things that I had on my Patreon account. It was because I had done... uh, four-hour recorded testimonial to the Corona Investigative Committee with Rainer Fulmish. On my website, Patreon said, you have to take that away from your website, otherwise we shut you down. So we had to do like this and say bye-bye to a major part of our income. So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to support me, please feel free because it's the financial thing that uh, they really try to hit us uh, with. So. Yeah, sure. I would very much like to end with a prayer as well. I'm not religious, but it goes like this. May the entire universe be filled with peace and joy, love and light. That is every single square inch, millimeter, whatever you want to call it, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May everyone, and especially the ones who hurt us, especially the ones who hurt us, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May the light of truth overcome all darkness. So victory to that light. It is, I tell you, Chris, and one more sentence and then I will be quiet. The worst assholes in your life are the biggest teachers. I repeat, the worst assholes are the biggest teachers. These super cycles are indirectly helping us. Kill Bill, anal swab, whatever you want to call them. You know, these individuals, they're just players in this game. They're helping us to define ourselves as the ones we want to be. So the choice is yours. What do you want to do with it? Yes, we have an enemy. They've been there all the time. It's called duality. Let's transcend this whole thing and make an absolute beautiful, beautiful future for all of us. That's I love what it. I say. 
Perfect. Beautiful note to end on. Ole, thank you so much, and we'll definitely have to talk again uh, not so long in the future from now, uh, but we'll definitely do it. (laughs) And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. We'll see you all then.